let's listen to really smart people, <laughs> take what they have to offer, and use it as our own. Kind of how we got through school. <laughs> <laughs> Beast and overweight. There's a several random eyes controlled trials here. Yeah, I think keto diet's one of those diets. Like, I think there is no shortage of uh, studies out there. Like, I've come across a lot of them. I just picked this one because I thought it was interesting, and I was interested to see. Okay, I've heard that uh, that ketogenic diets may not be the greatest for your lipid profile, like cholesterol and a blood test. But I wanted to actually look into it and and just kind of see what I came up with. Pull a study and. Have a look. So Yeah, because you would think, like, because I've done the keto diet a few times. Yeah. You're kind of always naturally a little bit keto-ish. I think so. Keto-adjacent? I, f- I, fee- I feel better. That was good. Maybe we should trademark that. Keto-adjacent? <laughs> <laughs> but you do feel, like, I don't, I don't purposely do, like, the keto-specific diet yeah. where you're adding a lot of fat in. Right. And you're not taking, like, you know, beta-hydroxybutyrate strips and peeing on them to no. see if you're in ketosis. You can tell when you're in ketosis when you go to the bathroom. I'll tell you that. Yeah. There's no... But when you're just taking the heavy whipping cream box and just throwing it over, like, <laughs> ground beef... Yeah. That's a keto diet. Then How you do- realize, like, I don't know if that's healthy. Yeah. How do you tell, like, when you're going to the bathroom? I've never noticed the difference. You can't you can't smell the acetone. Mm. Oh boy, it's it, pure acetone and like no. But I've done the strips too to tell me that I have. Been. Oh, I can. I I uh, different different I strokes can tell, for different folks. Like if especially <clears throat> like this summer. Remember, I hurt my calf. Yeah, get a lot of sympathy out of this. Yeah, I feel like this is like the third podcast you so brought that up. When I would do a lot of low carb, not keto, but I used to reduce my yeah. carbs and I run a lot. And I told you I feel better running when I'm doing that. Yeah. It's the lifting I can't do as well. Yes. Power lifting. For yes. Sure. Um, anyway, the, I could wake up the next morning and when I go to the bathroom, it's like, holy God. Straight like, acetone. Straight like nail polish remover. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, the topic of today's podcast is I wanted to do, to do one on just uh, ketogenic diets or, or just very low-carbohydrate diets and how it affects, like, your lipid profile. It's like a blood test looking at your cholesterol and really just cholesterol, ApoB2. Because I had heard um, from a couple different sources that there's a significant percentage of the population that um, being on a ketogenic diet is going to up your cholesterol. And, you know, obviously that we can get into is that good or bad. I think a lot of longevity doctors would say not ideal. But anyway, I I hadn't looked at any like hard studies on that. And so I found one. And so I feel like we could talk about it. So real quick introduction, we were talking right before we hit record that we were kind of like, I think most people have probably heard of the ketogenic diet and are kind of familiar with what it is. So for the purpose of this study that I'm about to outline, a ketogenic diet really is just a very low carbohydrate diet. Like you're really not eating much carbs. And I think if you look it up and this study is the same way, that your carbohydrate intake is about 10% of your daily energy intake, which translates to, I think Jason said before we hit record, like less than 50 grams per day of carbohydrates. So not much. Yeah. That's essentially uh, a ketogenic diet. Like we were just saying, some people, you know, if you're really going all in on ketogenic diets, then you're eating very, very low carbohydrates and you're actually doing this thing where you're like peeing on strips to see, you know, to measure your ketone levels in your body to see if your body's actually burning ketones. This study, I don't think really gets into that. But the whole point is, if you're eating very, very low carbohydrates, what does that do to your blood work? So I found a study and the title of it is 
effects of very low carbohydrate ketogenic diets on lipid profiles in normal weight adults. A meta-analysis. Pretty straightforward. So just like it says, uh, it's a meta-analysis. So they're looking at a bunch of different studies uh, aimed to identify the effects of ketogenic diets on the lipid profile in normal weight. So again, I think Jason has some stuff on, like, think overweight, uh, overweight people and people with type 2 diabetes. This was just normal weight, which, which they defined as having a BMI of less than 25. So what they found, so spoiler alert, <laughs> it's over. Waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the results. A ketogenic diet. So this study was from 2023 in March. So it's a recent one. A ketogenic diet significantly increased total cholesterol by 1.47 millimoles per liter. So I had to look that up. And I don't think our standard in the United States, we don't measure cholesterol by millimoles per liter. I think we do like milligrams per deciliter, I believe. So I did the conversion. Well, I didn't really do the conversion, but for reference, because I feel like people might hear 1.47, they're going to be like, that's barely anything. But if you're using the millimoles per liter recommendation, ideally normal total cholesterol would be below five. And so this is saying a ketogenic diet increased your total cholesterol by about one and a half, which would be significant if your goal is to try to keep it under five. It increased LDLC by 1.08 millimoles per liter. So again, the reference range for that is if you're using that measurement, you would want it to be below three. So if being on a ketogenic diet raised it by one, I mean, that's, you know, 33% of wanting to be under normal. And it raised your ApoB by 0.35 grams per liter. And again, here in the United States, we don't measure that in grams per liter. We do milligrams per deciliter. So the conversion on that would be 35. So a ketogenic diet raised the ApoB by 35 points, which again is significant. Because I think it sounds like you were talking about um, someone who just had their ApoB done. And I was curious what the cutoff of normal was on the blood test. And mm -hmm. what did you say? Was it 90? 90. Yeah. So over 90, you're considered ApoB's high. Yes. So this is saying it raises it by 35. So okay. that's significant. So again, the conclusion, uh, it, it kind of paints a unfavorable picture of ketogenic diets on total cholesterol, LDLC, and um, ApoB. I do have a question as I was thinking through the physiology. Shoot. First off, how long was the study? Like, I know it's a meta-analysis, but does it say like the average study length, <clears throat> how many studies there were? Three studies. Three studies. Yep, and what so was the end value of the total? Because I think I found one of those studies that you were in you and it had 17 women. Uh, I'm looking. Which is not a very big study. Yeah, and it says, like, when I'm looking at this review, it says, you know, limitations of the study. The small number of available studies, three, on the ketogenic diet in normal weight adults limits the reliability and generalizability of the results. Does it talk about anything else, like body composition change, any of that? Cause, no. Because this is what I'm thinking. Uh, and see if you can follow me here. Okay. When you, when you do a keto diet... Um, and you get into ketogenesis, the way we get ketones is by metabolizing fat, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. maybe some protein, but more fat. And so when we start to mobilize fat for energy, fat contains what? Triglycerides. And LDL. And LDL, yep. 
specifically LDLC, I think. But anyway, wouldn't that cause an increase? Yeah, like you're saying, it's just because you're you're burning breaking, more you're fat, burning you're burning more burning fat, so you're going to release that. And I wonder if they followed that study out long enough to where you have stopped a body composition change. Does does the number change, or can we design a study that is pulling out what level of fat metabolism, body composition change you're getting and comparing that to the rise in LDL. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, right. Well, and again, I think what's interesting is this is, again, it's a normal weight adult. So I don't think they were necessarily on ketogenic diet to try to burn weight. No, I think they put them in a, a study, right? Yeah. But I would wonder if they lost weight during the study. Yeah, right. I don't know. Because if, you if your body composition, first off, you don't have to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But if you're if they were scanning and they did a lean body mass study and your fat mass drops, that would cause cholesterol to increase. Yeah, I don't know. So that would be my only caveat. Right, and I think we caveat. should be able to like uh question some of the research models done here, even if it was a meta-analysis, right? Like if none of them looked at that, then I would make me concerned. Yeah, right. I mean, the study design, I think, of the three were randomized control trials. But brought to you by Cheerios. Brought to you by, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I just thought it was a pretty, you know, quick and dirty. It wasn't a long study. Uh, you know, like there wasn't a lot to it, but it was just like, yes. Is there evidence based on these three studies that were included in the meta-analysis that, at least if you're normal weight, being on a ketogenic diet does increase your cholesterol, your LDLC, and your ApoB. The answer seems to be yes. And right. I know for some, like I've heard somebody we reference a lot in this podcast, Peter Atia, God damn it, has somebody who said any diet that's making your ApoB go up, bad. So I was just like, oh, does that happen a lot? And it turns out, hmm, I think it, it does. What if? What could we argue? What if it does it short term, but it decreases over the long term? Or do you get a decrease in body fat percent and or um, hemoglobin A1C levels that offsets that risk? You know what I mean? Like what if things reduce enough to get you from a metabolic parameter healthy? Yeah. But then, then we can go after the ApoB secondary. I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, I know. What it's if they question. took a bunch of fish oil? I don't know. You're right. Well, and it said like... Uh, because I have I, something here that contradicts the whole thing. Okay, go for it. But this is, so the population density is different. Right. This is, I talked about normal weight adults. You're talking about this is an overweight adults. Yeah. So this is a, uh, the title is uh, ketogenic diet benefits to weight loss, glycemic control, and lipid profiles in overweight patients with type 2 diabetes. Okay. And lipid profile. Because I would say going into this, like I have no doubt being on a ketogenic diet is going to make you lose weight. It's going to make you lose fat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And probably improve your uh, like hemoglobin A1, yeah, A1C fasting yeah, glucose. Yeah. For sure, I would I would believe that. Yeah. This also brought in lipid profiles. Okay. Um, and this is a meta-analysis. Okay. Okay. What so do we got? We're what, what year? Um, this was done. It was released in August 22. Okay. So it's recent. Don't try to... I just did. I, I ask you for your year. I volunteered it. I oh, said March okay. twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> we like recent, <laughs> if we can get it. Um, all right. So basically, this is the findings of this. Um, were basic. Uh, they took several studies, and I'm trying eight randomized controlled trials. Okay. 
Um, the results show that a ketogenic diet had significant beneficial effects on the loss of body weight. Okay. Okay. Agreed. The reduction of waist circumference. I would agree. Lowering hemoglobin A1C. Does it say by how much? Or uh, The mean difference was 0.38. Okay. So that could be the difference of you being yeah, diabetic or not. not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and triglycerides. Okay. Um, and increasing HDL. So. By 28 points. Is that it? No. Okay. I yeah. was going to say, that That's is it. it. Yeah. So no comment on total cholesterol, LDLC, or ApoB. No, when they did lipid profiles, they did triglycerides and HDL. That seems very convenient. Fishy. That seems fishy. Yeah. <laughs> If I was trying to design a study, so, because I didn't comment on this, in my study, uh, a ketogenic diet significantly increased HDL by 0.35, which would be 35, and triglycerides, it said, were not significantly different between ketogenic diets and controls. So, would I agree with you that ketogenic diet will probably make your HDL go up? Yes. And Good. maybe even benefit your triglycerides or have no effect. I would believe that. Good. But I do find it fishy. There was no mention of total cholesterol yeah. or ApoB. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. That is fascinating. Was this brought to you by uh, <laughs> Keto USA? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Butter. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> brought, brought to you by the American Dairy Association. <laughs> That's Ooh. interesting. Um. So then there's a, another one I, I looked at. Okay. So it said um, it was a study looking at acute changes in LDLC. Okay. Um, with ketogenic diet. So they studied uh, pre and then after 30 and 40 days of a ketogenic diet, and it showed a consistent drastic elevation in LDLC. Mm. Mm. But... They said the LDLC they think is not worrisome, okay, because of the large particle size, okay, one, and it could be due to the rapid weight loss as cholesterol in the adipose tissue is known to mobilize the fat. Wow, what what what's it say? As known to mobilize as fat cells shrink. They compared that later on um, to see if the BMI would change. After discontinuing the ketogenic diet. Okay. Um, and her BMI did not change after keto. Okay. But had a, despite a marked improvement in her LDLC. Okay. So oh, they, improvement. Okay. Yeah. So they think it was the ketogenic diet itself was causing the high elevated LDLC. There you go. So, um, but they they do they they state later on there is no currently no statistically significant study that proves the elevation of LDLC would not increase cardiovascular risks. Uh, no, okay, like so, so they're saying LDLC is just not a great marker. Well, they don't know if it uh, that proves that this elevation of LDLC would not increase cardiovascular risks. Would not, so they think it. Probably could. Could, yes. yes. I would. Okay, yeah. So the biggest, yeah. And that I mean, was done in July of 2020. So 
if we would talk about, and we've talked about on the show numerous times, metabolic syndrome. Yes. And can you lay those five things out there one more time for us, big guy? The metabolic syndrome. That means you have three of the following five. If you have three of the following five, you have what's called metabolic syndrome. Number one, increasing belly fat. Okay. Number two, high blood pressure. Okay. Number three, high fasting glucose. Okay. Number four, low HCL or HDL. DL. Yep. Uh, number five, uh, high triglycerides. Okay, so yeah. So let's if you got think, three of those five, this. let's think. Let's say you have all five. Mm-hmm. Like you're just knocking on heaven's door, just like Guns and Roses said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I say, I need to do the keto diet. And let's say you do it, and it does what the first study I examined does. Let's say it takes your HDL from low to high. Okay. So now we checked off one. Yeah. Let's say it decreases your triglycerides significantly and now you're normal. Okay. Now we checked off number two. Okay. Um, and then number three, let's say it brings down your hemoglobin A1C yeah, to a normal level. Yeah, your fasting level. glucose. Yeah, yeah so probably. now we're at number three. Yeah. And then let's say it gets rid of some uh, abdominal belly fat because you lost weight. Mm-hmm. Now we just checked off four of the five metabolic syndrome markers, and you never know if you do any of those, is that going to bring down... Blood, blood pressure. pressure. Yeah, there, there is, uh, I think on our blood pressure episode, we talked about like just uh, losing weight in and of itself, uh, you, you do uh, drop blood pressure. So maybe there is a difference between we have sick people, because my studies basically were describing, without going into detail of their pre-markers like uh, markers for HDL and all that, exact numbers, they probably have metabolic syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. because they were obese. They already have type 2 diabetes. I guarantee they had high triglycerides. Like, they were already in that mess. Yes. So, to me, if you're at that level, this seems like a good thing to to potentially do, especially at the same time if you can monitor your cholesterol. Let's be fair. The people that are already doing this probably already are on cholesterol medication for the most part. Um. And so, yeah, getting into that point. No, I mean, that's a good point. If you're kind of ticking every, you know, every part of those five things of metabolic syndrome, you'd think, hey, shouldn't this be a good thing? Right. Um, So the the ketogenic diets in my study, they did raise apolipoprotein A, which is the major protein of HDL, which should be considered a favorable change. It's been reported that a lower ratio of ApoB to ApoA is associated with lower major adverse cardiac events. So you're kind of thinking, okay, if the increases in ApoB and ApoA, which is basically HDL, if those were about equal, is it kind of a, like, does it cancel each other out? You can maybe make that argument. You could. The, the study that I'm looking at, the, the authors conclude the following. This study suggests unfavorable effects of ketogenic diets on total cholesterol and LDLC in normal weight adults. Although an increase in HDLC can compensate for unfavorable changes in, in the lipid profile, Normal weight individuals should consider the risk of hypercholesterolemia when consuming a ketogenic diet. Results for triglyceride levels were inconsistent. So, I don't know. I feel like I find myself agreeing. Like, look, there's some good, maybe some bad. So I think it's just something that if you're going to embark on a ketogenic diet, maybe just keep this in mind and maybe, you know, have your cholesterol checked regularly to just make sure things aren't going too out of control. Yeah, and I also wonder too, if you did like, if you went on a keto diet, and you used more 
olive oil, avocado oils, healthier type yes. poofas and mufas. Yes. Would that change that outcome? You know, I mean, if you're eating a bunch of fat from salmon. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like a lot of times ketogenic diets, like they can really be rich in, you know, animal fat and butter. And if you instead, like you said, maybe switch to more like extra virgin olive oil, nuts, avocados. And I also saw, I was reading as well, um, like shift away from butter and more towards cheese, which has, uh, which cheese has, there's a few studies showing that it kind of has neutral effects on blood lipids and actually lower cardiovascular disease risk. Oh my, thank God. That's in my top three food groups. There you go. Mm-hmm. Less butter, more cheese, probably well, good. Well, no, butter would be up there too. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> Shift from butter, more towards cheese. Shift from animal fat and butter to more towards extra virgin olive oil, nuts, seeds, and <clears> avocados. <throat> that, I, I would say, that would probably be a good Jason, not, he's not having that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased on the cow I bought. That's it. You want a lot of cow. Hey, I will. I told you I have that end of one study of somebody we know um, that probably fits in that not overweight category. Right. Yep. Normal weight. And had familial hypercholesterolemia from the time of early 20s. Okay. Went on keto diet. And for the first time, and it's been consistent year after year, high, like high 200s cholesterol was almost normal. Yeah. And so Which, that, and I wonder. That is crazy. I mean, it, yeah. That's not a, that's not a study. No. It's just an observational, like it worked. Right. And then went off the keto because it was very hard to For do sure. on a long-term basis. Like, especially when you go out to eat and you're just yeah social and you like to bong beers and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm this isn't me, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it went back up really quickly. That's funny. Because, yeah, I feel like that that really flies. I remember when we were talking about that. Like, it kind of just flies in the face of, I mean, everything I've read. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So even, even favorable studies like you found of like, oh, yeah, ketogenic diet, good for blood lipids. It's like, well, as long as we're not talking about total cholesterol or yeah. ApoB, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So takeaway from here, if you're, if, if you're a normal weighted individual, it may have some negative side effects long term. Possibly, yeah. Could there's reason there is evidence to suggest it could be moving your total cholesterol and your ApoB in the wrong direction. Right. If if you're doing it to lose the extra five percent body fat before beach season, mm-hmm. do you think it's okay? Um, I yeah. So are you asking like what are my thoughts? Yeah. I don't care about that. I think the best like I always I've heard it said a bunch of times and I tend to find myself agreeing with it more and more. Like the best diet is one that you'll stick to. Mm-hmm. So if, if keto just appeals to you, cause I've known people like that, like yeah. patients of mine that just for whatever reason, this kind of Atkins keto, like just give me meat and butter and fat and I'm okay. Not eating many carbs. If that seems to, uh, if that works for you, I say do it. But would I kind of like make sure I'm going to my doctor checkups and getting my blood drawn? This might make me do that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not a keto hater. I'm like you that when I tried it years and years ago, I just, I wasn't able to lift very well. Mm-hmm. I like, I noticed a decrease in just, it could have all been in my head, but I'm not a keto hater. I think it's fine. But would I keep an eye on my ApoB? Yes. I think you just did the politician answer. Okay. Well, I want to know if you I wanted to cut strong. 5% more body fat and you had six weeks. Would me you, personally? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do oh you, yeah. No, I wouldn't do keto. What if it a doesn't person appeal was to me. coming to you and said, Hey, I need to get 5% more body fat off. I have six weeks. I think keto might help me. What are you saying? Fine. Good. If you want to do keto, go for it. Okay. I would say, cause that, that's always my party line is look, I'm going to run your numbers for you. So I can tell you 
here's how many calories I'd want you eating and here's how much protein I'd want you eating. Now, if that means keto for you, because that just fits easier with her lifestyle, mm -hmm. great. But I might put that little asterisk of like, hey, just uh, let's, uh, how long are you going to be doing this? And maybe we want to keep an eye on that on those April B levels. Well, I have something that I think we should just uh, just have in this conversation. And this was all in um, healthy individuals. Now, there was this is on body composition. This has nothing to do with any lipid profile, yeah, no any blood metabolic work. parameters outside of getting jacked. That's it, shredded. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a meta-analysis done of uh, 13, hang on, I'm pulling it. Uh, 1,372 studies. Don't give me that look. I feel like there's not that many keto studies, but okay. There was only 13 random controlled trials. So they only pulled 13 to the 1,372. Okay. That just shows you how much bullshit lot studies of, yeah, are right. lot published. A of, lot of weeding there. Um, so basically, they found that um, they were comparing uh, BMI, fat-free mass, fat mass, body mass, body fat percent to keto diet versus non-keto diet um, doing resistance training. Okay. Got it? Got it. So, so they're all resistance training. It's a big meta-analysis. Okay. What we found in the pooled results, the keto diet significantly had better improvements in body mass by over three and a half kilograms. Mm. What do you think about that? Fat mass decreased more than 2.2 kilograms on average in the keto group. Okay. Uh, Fat-free mass um, improved. BMI went down on average uh, by 1.4. Okay. Um, and body fat percent um, improved by over 2.3% better in the keto group. Okay. So they basically came away saying, we observed beneficial effects of keto diets compared to non-keto diets on body mass, uh, body fat, uh, fat-free mass, body fat percent in individuals performing resistance training. However, adherence to the keto diet may have a negative effect uh, long-term. Okay. That was their takeaway. That's a pretty big, I mean, all those parameters improved. Yeah. And I would, like I've said, I have no doubt that it's going to improve those parameters. My question would be, is it superior to just basic caloric restriction for accomplishing the same results? And my gut says, I don't think it's superior. Although I know you said that study just said it was, I just feel like I don't believe it. I think when you equate, did it equate for total calories and total protein? That's always the big, the big question. Okay, in these meta-analysis, in these studies, were total calories equated for and was total protein equated for? If the answer is I have no idea, then... Well, I'd have to go pull everyone. You're doing that's what, what I, mean. I do to you. I know. Well, it doesn't feel it's good. Fun. It's side. fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> but I've heard that. Like I, I've just like I know there are studies out there that um, seem to paint keto in a much more favorable light. And again, I'm not saying it's not favorable, but I've always heard the criticism of like, yes, but they didn't equate for one of the two were both. Either calories were not equated for, or protein was not equated for. Because it oh, if it turns out, hey, these. This, this group over here that was on keto was eating twice as much protein as these guys over here. Then it's like, well, that 
could explain, or at least that's a possible confounder. Here's, another, here's another meta-analysis that was released May 2020, 18 different trials. Okay. Same findings. I, that would be my question. Are total calories so and protein this, equated for? So now we have two different meta-analysis saying the same thing with different studies. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm just saying I have seen that. I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's your study in particular, but I've seen that before where it's like, oh, by the way, the keto group was eating way more protein. Yeah, no, I. And it's like, well, that may explain a good chunk of it. The other one showed um, all the body mass index, fat free mass or fat mass, body fat percent all improved. But there showed that they had a small decline in uh, fat free mass. Okay, small decline in lean small, body mass. So they hypothesize that long-term use of this uh, for athletes might become an, a problem. Well, and again, in our like in your situation where it's like, all right, we're looking at getting jacked, you know, like I want to look good on the beach. I feel like again, this is a super unscientific uh, rebuke or 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 rebuttal. But I would just say, if you run in the space, like if you're a gym goer and you see a lot of these people who like compete in physique competitions, where it's like, that's their only goal is I just want to look good in a bathing suit. I don't think many of them are doing keto. I would argue less than 1% of them are doing keto. I know. They all eat a lot of rice and sweet potatoes. Last 12 to 16 weeks, what are they doing? They're cutting everything. But mostly carbohydrates. They may not be in keto. Right. They're still getting, they're eating too much protein to be in a ketogenic diet. Yeah. But they're doing very, very to no carbohydrate. But would you agree with my, yeah, they're cutting, but I think they're cutting everything. They're cutting fat too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're getting into keto, but they're getting less than 50 grams of carbs a day for sure. They're trying to dry out. Yeah, right. Trying to dry out. No, but would you agree they with are, me? But they're tr- the, when you start at like that 16-week part, you're trying to get rid of another percent of body fat. And they know it works. Yes. But would you agree with me, like, if your goal is to look shredded on stage in a bathing suit, if keto really accomplished superior results, then every bodybuilder would be doing keto and they're not. Um, I would think there would probably be some changes. Yes, I would think you, you know would what see I mean? more people. But I think... The cutting phase of those athletes are done from a uh, very low-carb standpoint. I mean, I've had patients that were very high-level, mm-hmm. and um, they're walking on a treadmill for hours a day without eating any carbohydrates the last four weeks where they're, like, mentally brain-dead looking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but But the body, like... To be able to put on mass like those guys do mm-hmm. and not have carbohydrate intake, they yeah, couldn't right. do it, they right? Yeah. Lately, I, that's what I think. Yeah. I, I just feel but like... But I think the last cutting phase... It's it's, it's keto adjacent. I think there's... Uh, yeah. there's they're, they'll, they'll always have too much protein to get into ketogenesis. Yeah, right. But yeah. they're, uh, they're, they're dying. Yeah. It sucks. So yeah, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, my stance is I'm not a keto hater by any means. Um, I think there's enough of a signal to at least make me keep an eye on your ApoB levels mm-hmm. and, and cholesterol. Um, and yeah, if your goal is just, yeah, general health and wellness, like you, I thought that was a good point of, of if you tick off every one of the five of metabolic syndrome, I think you could argue keto helps with that. So it's like, hey, that's great. Um, but yeah, I just feel like when it comes to, I, I don't, I would, I would push back on, is it superior to other forms of weight loss other than just basic caloric restriction and equating for protein? I would say, I don't think so. Yeah. Right. No, I would agree <clears> there. <throat> yeah. Zach, how do we do? Any questions? No, I've, uh, 
been a long keto trier. Trier. You kind of come like in and out. Yeah. Like you'll do I, keto for a while, then you kind of come out of it. Like some of the studies that we had pulled up, it seems like a lot of people aren't able to sustain it. Yeah. So they'll lose their five pounds, whatever else, 10, 15, 20, and then they'll quit just because yeah. you can't keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Super hard. I would agree. It seems to be one of those diets where it's just, I don't know, sticking with it is tough. That's why I think it's whatever you can adapt to. Right. That is easier for you to sustain, right? Yeah. So I think our the busy lifestyle makes it very hard because mm-hmm. you got to prep a lot. Yeah, right. So and if you're like uh, carnivore, if people, there's people that love carnivore. And I think we, I think carnivore creates a ketogenic environment. Mm-hmm. If you're a family person, you're eating your own meal too. That was the most difficult thing for me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Nobody else is doing that with me. <laughs> yeah. You're off by yourself. I've yeah. noticed that in the past. If Allie and I aren't doing the same thing at the same time. And it's like, impossible. It's, it's, and I, she, she'll make dinner and I'll get home and I'm like, oh. I feel bad, so I'll just eat whatever anyway. Quesadillas look good instead of uh, this steak over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Do you have a camera in our house here? Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Some steak quesadillas. They, uh, she went to Costco. Okay. And they in the back section, they have that pre-made where you can get all the meats and stuff. Oh, yeah. And they had this pack of quesadillas <laughs> that you just had to put like in the skillet. Okay. So we did a comparison of skillet versus um, uh, air fryer. Oh, okay. My favorite, one of my, my favorite food is like a pressed like panini. Okay. In quesadilla is about the same to me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar. So I wasn't going to eat them because I really care about my health. I'm like, but I wasn't <laughs> going to eat them. I really wasn't. And uh, we all say the same. You haven't noticed, Jason's a real stickler for. <laughs> uh, but I decided I'll just take one bite. Okay. Because Beckham was like, "This is the best thing I've ever had." Okay, and then one bite turned into two quesadillas, <laughs> <laughs> two slices. I feel like when you get home, there's just something about having food there, man. You just, it's tough to stop. Yeah, I love cheese, melted yeah. cheese, mm, baby, butter, grease. <laughs> that could all, that could See, be I, part. Just not the. I don't think I'm naturally a. Uh, uh, I can't naturally eat much fat. I I don't. I like cheese. I can't. I got to be careful with grease and butter at just really diaper. Yeah, if I'm doing that, I better have a diaper. Maybe you have a gallbladder problem. Maybe you have colitis. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Zach, can you eat a lot of butter and grease? And I just, I don't know. I like. I go to restaurants and like they're bringing out like these boiling and grease fajitas. I'm just like, oh, I can't do. that. I tend to avoid it. Yeah, I just that I and can't. salads. Ooh. Salads kill me. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of my favorite foods. I feel like, didn't we have that? There was a time, Jason, a few weeks ago, eh, maybe a month ago, we went out to eat and we each had a salad and uh, a couple of beverages. We split it. That, w- yeah. <laughs> that was like uh, immediate to the toilet. Something about a lot of fat with the salad dressing plus alcohol equals. Dude, uh, I had to go sit in a board meeting <laughs> after that and I wanted to die. Anyway, yeah, we're getting off subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah. So anyway, everybody go to www.thesimplifiedpodcast.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. Thesimplifiedpodcast.com, all one word. And if you uh, if you have any of those parameters, keto might be for you. Or not. Or not. All right, see ya.
The information provided on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. No doctor-patient relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast.